everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast for Effort of Community Church. I am absolutely pumped to be talking about the speaker we had over the weekend. Dr. Rob Palmer from Evangelical Seminary was here talking about a theology of suffering. And I thought it would be great to invite Lauren over there to come and chat with me. I want to introduce Lauren first before we explain why this guy is sitting in the middle. But Lauren Patches is one of our newest staff members here at Effort Community Church. She has been hired to be the lead administrator and also going to be one of the counselors at some stages within our Emerging Counseling Center. And first of all, I just want to say welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Good to have you. Yeah. What was it like to be asked to be a part of the ECC team in this particular vision for Counseling Center? Yeah, so I had been doing counseling um, for the past few years, and um, I wasn't at my current at my current job. I wasn't really thinking of leaving. Um, I was pretty happy and content there. Um, but Kevin approached me and was like, "Hey, this is my vision for starting a counseling center. Um, would you want to be the director?" And I was like, "Oh, um, all right." So felt super honored, and. Um, I just really fell in love with the vision that he had and mm-hmm. it really aligned with the vision that I some some things I had on my heart that I wanted to do as well mm-hmm. so I just really felt like it was a really good fit um, and obviously Mike and I had worked together before mm-hmm. uh, we had done some things together and um, we just have a really good good teamwork mm-hmm. and so I was just like I really want Mike to come and he was planning on bringing Mike um, on board as well so yeah. so yeah just really worked out um, and with our giftings as well just we're not allowed to talk about Mike yet he's <laughs> okay. not here until I introduce him <laughs> but I just want to say that one of the things I love is um, and I've seen this a couple times with Kevin. He has this patience when he thinks God's up to something where yeah. he, he'll he sit with it for a while mm-hmm. and just let it percolate. And I, I've actually heard for almost two years now this yeah. this vision for around what it would mean to be a counsel, have a counseling center within a church but also have it focused on the community. Mm-hmm. And I just saw it percolating in him. And, and it's, it's so wonderful how to, to have the stars align for you and Mike Wenger <laughs> to have things going on. Introduced, this is Mike Wenger. He's one of the also Hi, uh, um, overseeing an aspect of the counseling center, yeah. doing um, some of the early work of actually engaging with a few clients at mm-hmm. this moment. Yep. And uh, so first of all, thank you to both of you for mm-hmm. saying yes to Jesus and being part of the team. Mm-hmm. So Lauren and I were scheduled to do this podcast today talking about this theology of suffering teaching. And Mike heard we were doing it and he's like, pick me, pick me. I come. I want to come. He did. He like wedged his way in quite literally, if you can't tell. Right. And Mike has a wonderful story of just how he's had to think through suffering with some of the things he's faced personally in life. But I do want to dive in just a real quick summary of what Dr. Palmer did. Dr. Palmer felt like he ended up wanting to sit down at some point and make a list of the various ways in which God uses suffering Mm -hmm. in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And he said he had what many of us, particularly those of us from the charismatic stream of the church, I would just call 
it a kind of rhema download like we would call a word or even a vision he had around a diamond and all of a sudden he realized that that vision wasn't just making a list of things that suffering does in our life it's how suffering has different fractal elements when you hold it up that light's never passing through usually more than two parts of a diamond I'll just read now Rob didn't go into that but I, I know a little bit about how a diamond or a faceted gem works that one of the reasons you're seeing it shining is because light is actually coming through at least two different aspects of that rock as it's passing through so there's a little thing that I wanted to highlight he came up with nine different ways he felt that you could turn suffering biblically um, seeing nine different stories he he identified um, actually he, he did do one where he didn't identify a story but I thought of one later we could put in that but all that to say he held up these different stories and I think it's interesting there first of all like how's the teaching hit us like one of the things that hit me that I liked about it was it was a reminder that wow I reduce suffering to usually one thing or maybe two things that are going on and I was just reminded wow there's rarely ever just one or two aspects mm -hmm. of suffering God is working with it and through it from a bunch of different ways. Lauren, how about you first? Not you, Mike. Um, how about you first? What do you appreciate about the teaching? Um, I really re loved how you brought in the book of Job and, mm. um, and even that we as Christians can really be a pawn in God kind of showing Satan up mm -hmm. and um, kind yeah. of showing him up. And I never really thought about it. When I've gone through my own suffering, I, I don't usually think about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like consider that piece. Um, and I think that's also part of the, the reasons why the book of Job is like, um, we love to study that's it right. and why it's so interesting. Yeah, me too. I, the other night in ICL, that's our Institute for Christian Learning, I was doing a teaching on what is the mission of God in the world. A lot of times we think God's mission is to build the church, when really he's inviting the church to join him in his mission. And one of it is to push back darkness in the universe. Mm -hmm. I mean, Genesis 1 starts off with a clear image that chaos is hanging over the earth, and God's pushing back darkness and creating order in that place. Mm -hmm. So I, too, really love that Rob pulled that. He called that the downward movement of the diamond, where there are some things that our lives are making a statement in a, the invisible kingdoms, mm -hmm. right? And man, how many of us, that's not a fun spot to be, right? Mm -hmm. But yet God is doing it. So yeah, I appreciate it. Mike, what stood out to you? What did you like? Well, I, <clears throat> I, I love Rob Palmer. Uh, he was my professor at Evangelical Seminary. Um, that book was actually, his book that he wrote was one of the first books I read um, for first semester that I was there. And it, it just really struck me because of some of the suffering that I've been through. And I remember going through uh, the MS diagnosis that, um, and I laid in bed and I was weeping before the Lord saying, God, heal me. Jesus, take this away. Heal mm. me, heal me, heal me. And I remember Jesus saying to me, um, which do you want more? Do you want me to heal you or do you want me? No. Wow. And um, I was honest with <laughs> That's God. That's a tough question. I, I was honest with God. I said, I want healing. And it mm. just was a shift in my perspective and heart. And so I think what, what impacted me in the book and also with Sunday's sermon was, am I willing to be a vessel to be chosen to be the suffering bearer for others to be a witness and mm -hmm. um, of, of God's faithfulness and and that I'm not going to, no matter what, I'm not going to leave Christ. Yeah. And, um, and so that was a shift for me uh, mentally with, with MS, and it almost became an acceptance for me. That's right. Yeah. You know, I, I want to say that I can completely agree with that. I have two people get in touch with me after the weekend mm -hmm. and actually say, I'm so happy to be a part 
of a charismatic stream church that's still willing to sit and talk about a theology of suffering, yeah. Com a more complex understanding of suffering, mm -hmm. where it's not just about whether you had enough faith or whether or not we always are going to get breakthrough in every challenge that we're facing, that sometimes these challenges are growing us yeah. and that we can have what I call a thicker gospel mm -hmm. here in the sense of just a thin explanation around suffering. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I have to tell you that I'm right with you that there there is a richness that I think God's inviting us into. Now, however, here's something I've noticed. I think it's easier to say yes to suffering, and don't get me wrong here when it comes to physical illness, because mm -hmm. what, what you've been through with the MS. What happens when suffering's brought on by other people? Um, mm -hmm. Like in other words, some of us have faced suffering because we have mm -hmm. faced uh, mm -hmm. a financial challenge went sideways, or, um, or a disease or a sickness hits us. But sometimes when it's another human being bringing our suffering into the world, we get we get particularly frustrated with God that he's letting evil have access to yeah. us. What well, we define as evil in that moment. Yeah. We all know that we all have different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And I know that when it comes to so much counseling that we do, it is mm -hmm. our, even my teaching last week on conflict, so much of the stress in this world, so much of life inefficiencies come from interpersonal relationship dynamics that yeah. are just off and bringing a lot of suffering into yeah. the world. And so thanks so much for being part of our counseling initiative that's getting at some of that stuff. Yeah. I don't have a question to ask. I'll pause. Other thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I think um, a lot of people, or at least Christians, are like, well, if God was all-powerful, mm -hmm. why didn't he stop this from happening to me? Mm -hmm. Or like, why doesn't he make this person, you know, or why doesn't he intervene or change this person or, or this or that? And it is something that we have to grapple with mm -hmm. as Christians. Like, yeah, how do we have an all-loving all perfect, all powerful God, but yet there's so much evil that either happens to us or in the world. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it really kind of comes down to to realizing that God is all powerful and all loving, but He He also was willing to sacrifice some some of I don't want to say sacrifice some of the power, but like He gave us free will, mm -hmm. and within that free will, right? Um, it really empowers us to be able to truly love, yeah. love others, love him, um, and and have that freedom. So it's it's like free will, but also God is all powerful, right? And I think that's yeah. where the sovereignty of God comes in, and His ability to really be able no, to redeem right. and restore. I always call it competing values. God, when He sets up a universe, creates different values, right? Mm -hmm. But some actually are weighted a little more than others. So mm -hmm. the law of relationship appears in the kingdom of God to have a higher value than the law of comfort and harmony. Yeah. Of course, God loves comfort and harmony for us, but never will he allow that value to usurp the fact that the possibility of relationship. And I think this is one of the reasons why, therefore, relationships can bring the most beauty into our worlds and also some of the most harm. Mm -hmm. But yet, I, I would I sometimes remind us, what are we asking God to do, right? Diminish the law of relationship is one of the highest laws in the universe for harmony and comfort. I'm not sure if we'd like that world either. I mean, it sounds nice, you know, mm -hmm. so does winning the lottery, but I'm not sure if I'd be the smartest to give me a couple yeah. million at the moment. Yeah. Thoughts, Michael? Yeah. yeah, I just think, um, you know, so often we want, we want God to punish um, somebody who has harmed us. And, you know, we say if God could just punish this sin and this sin, and we don't realize where does it end then? You know, um, it, it, it's such a, I, I go back to the story of, of Corrie ten Boom and how she met one of the, um, the Nazi prison camp soldiers that came up to her at a church service and she shook his hand. Wow, talk about 
loving somebody in the midst of somebody who caused so much suffering, mm-hmm. and, and Jesus, forgive them for they know not what they do. How much more should we as Christians be forgiving, recognizing that each people, even the people that hurt us, are images of God and, and need God's grace? It's hard, hard theology to deal with when you're you're hurting, but yeah. Yeah. but one we we're called to do. That's right. I think also too with that, it's something. Um, Dr. Palmer said was right he he said wow like to his wife you're such a hero mm. going through this and she was like well why am I a hero I didn't choose this right and he said no you you did actually make a choice you chose what to do with this yeah, that's right right that's and right. how it would form you yeah. um, into whether this would really be a way to like let anger and bitterness and hatred come into your life or whether this was actually going to form you into right. something more beautiful and powerful and strong. And, you know, I just, I, I loved that tree poem that he also yeah. said. No, that was good stuff, wasn't it? Was it? Good. Yeah. You know, uh, there's that cliche, and it's it's a powerful cliche. You have a choice to get bitter or better in these yeah, moments. And wow. remember, I'm, I'm raising teenagers, so cliches are important. Yeah. You can only get so much information in before they tune you out. That's right. right. So uh, I just always remind them, like, hey, whatever you're facing now, and I'm not even saying how quickly you have to face it, reflect on whether this is going to make you bitter or better. Because mm-hmm. I honestly believe it's not just a humanist principle. I think when we choose to become better, we're joined with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in empowering not just betterment for ourselves, but a testimony and a witness to others. One other thing that he said that I want your thoughts on. Um, I really appreciated when he reminded us that Jesus's ministry was only 10% of his life, that he spent 30 years, mm. right? 30 years as a carpenter submitting to the context and learning the context of what it means to live in that moment, first century Judaistic mm-hmm. worldview, right? Under an, a Roman oppressor, like that was Jesus's 30 years of, I don't want to necessarily call that suffering. Rob did refer to it as, hey, he suffered as a hardworking carpenter trying to make a living wage. And it did something to him because we then saw it in his teachings coming out as teaching possibilities. But I just want to just highlight the, the power of sometimes suffering is the fact that God hasn't assembled all the players he needs for the breakthrough. I was praying for a woman afterwards, just to give an example. Someone came up with prayer. And as soon as I started to pray for this woman, I got a clear picture of a chessboard and the pieces were being moved and I was able to pray over her like part of your suffering is that other people who are part of the solution God has not done all the work in them that's going to require for you to have your full work Mm -hmm. I didn't say that I mean I prayed that over but as I reflected on it I think that's part of something we need to remember too that sometimes our suffering because we're such relational beings is linked to what God's doing into others and that might that might prolong our suffering for a higher good a little bit. I don't know. Thoughts on that? I just know for me, I wouldn't be sitting right here right now being involved with the Counseling Center if I wouldn't have lost our first child, seen mm-hmm. my wife go through breast cancer, uh, dealing with anxiety and dark depression, getting diagnosed with MS. It was after I got diagnosed with MS that I decided I was going to change things in my life, mm-hmm. diet, exercise, mm-hmm. but then also... God called me to seminary. What? Are you crazy? Go to graduate school? That's insane. Um, but it was through the sufferings that God changed my perspective about life, about mm-hmm. who I am, and gave me newfound confidence. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that, yeah, I'm truly here because, you know, he, he ultimately grew me in those areas. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was reflecting as well. I, I think, and there's also um, some counseling theories based on this too, that... Um, 
places of suffering and discomfort and emotional discomfort really moves us to change. Mm -hmm. And um, God, God uses that throughout the Bible to, to really bring people to either place of repentance mm -hmm. um, or really like, you know what, I need to change. Like, this is uncomfortable, right? And um, so I, I think um, that, yeah, that God really mm -hmm. does use yeah. suffering and whether it's we're waiting for other pieces, That's other right. things to align, or God's doing something bigger that yeah. we do or, not see. Or switching our personal paradigm yeah, for absolutely. you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, first of all, thank you. It's great yeah. to have you guys. Would you all continue to pray for our work in this area uh, that's developing in counseling for real? We're asking you for prayer. These two are approaching it very wisely, speaking to a lot of other people in the area who've done this already, getting great counsel. Pray for them as they try to take all that council and collated into what the vision is going to look like here at Effort Community Church. We'll remind you that we hope to see your faces at the October 3rd Family Fest that we're going to be holding for our community. That would be a great chance to be able to say hi to some of you. And again, thanks for being with us and you have a wonderful week. Take care. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortofcommunitychurch.com.